Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The Weekend Warrior, every Saturday morning from 7 a.m. to 9 a.m. On ESPN LA 710. Dedicated to you, the fan who works hard all week and slugs it out on the court. The field, the big box store, and the honey-do list all weekend long. And helping you cope as you come to the realization you're not 19 any longer. Here's board-certified orthopedic surgeon Dr. Robert Clapper. Good morning, Los Angeles. And welcome to another edition of the Weekend Warrior Show. I'm your host, Dr. Robert Clapper. I'm an orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai for 33 years and counting. What a great day in the operating room I had yesterday. Started out with two hip replacements, then two knee replacements. And wait till I tell you about one of the knee surgeries. She had a mangled pretzel-like tibia, shin bone. None of the tools that you use to help straighten the leg could be used because of the deformity of the bone and how I solved that problem. was awesome. It's just her leg is so perfectly straight. It was awesome. It was such an innovative idea of how to do it and then ended it replacing a very sweet woman's shoulder so that she can now lift her arm above her head and it won't hurt. It was just creativity in the operating room. It's so relevant for today's topic. I'm so excited to spend these next two hours with you. Tyler's here, Rebecca's here. And the sound bites, the topic, is all about my guest at 815, the great Kevin Short, who's a painter. And on Monday, I got in my car and I drove to Santa Barbara, which I encourage all of you to do, because 30 of his paintings are up at the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum. They'll be there till December 31st. He is my favorite painter, currently alive. His specialty, which will amaze you, you can't do it with a photograph. You can't do it in sculpture. His specialty is showing how light shimmers on the ocean because Kevin Short is a surfer. That's how he started in life. But he happens to be a world-renowned artist, painter. Because he surfs, he is able to take his artistic talent and show you what the sunlight looks like in the morning, in the afternoon, in the evening, and how it reflects on the ocean. Nobody else can do it because nobody else is surfing and painting like that. And it made me think all week, what's the topic going to be? I'll tell you what the topic is. The power in creativity in our world of art, in sports, in surgery, in food, There is a power 
It isn't how much money you make. It isn't how many diplomas you have on the wall. When you meet somebody who is powerful with creativity, it's special. For example, because this is a radio show, so you need to hear what a power in creativity is. This is a group, musicians, with their instruments, who decided we're going to do something different. We're actually going to be a rock band, but we're not going to sing. We're just going to play our instruments and let them do the talking. In particular, we're going to do it with Tars. They're called The Ventures, and this is what they sound like. That's right. These are the ventures. There's no singing going on with their songs at all. Here's another one of their songs. Now guess what happens when you approach the world of music and rock and roll and you have no interest in singing using a voice? Well, guess what? It's like that cartoon, The Simpsons. You watch any other TV show and you watch the actor's age. The Wonder Years, right? You watch that little boy, he grows old. You watch any TV show, the actors eventually, they go long enough, they're going to age, even in The Sopranos. But when you have a cartoon, The Simpsons, nobody ages. When you have rock and roll music and you're singing in English, you may not necessarily get worldwide approval because you're singing in another language. Yes, some songs break through. I get that. But if you never had words to begin with and it's just the music and the instrumental, guess which country still to this day worships the ventures? Japan. Because they don't have to worry that they're singing in English and they don't understand the words. And here's the other thing. You never get old if your song is strictly instrumental. You can even play Mozart, right? (laughs) From hundreds of years ago. It still sounds fresh because there's no singing involved. The power of creativity To come up with that idea that we're just going to be an instrumental band is awesome. But I I thought all week, that power in creativity in the world of sports, in the world of art, the world of food, and in my world of surgery, it literally makes you awestruck. And in the world of sports, nobody dropped the mic. Nobody inspired more people in the world of basketball, it's not Michael Jordan because Michael Jordan himself was inspired by somebody and his name was Julius Irving. Listen to Michael Jordan talking about the impact Dr. J had on him. Since I was Julius Irving, and, you know, he brought so much creativity to the game. Here comes Julius Irving. You know what's next? You know, they're under the hand against the Lakers where you're behind the basket. 
We all tried to do it once he did it. What a play by Irving. That's a play that only Julius could make. I guess I would have never had those visions if, if I hadn't seen Dr. J in his time. You hear that? Michael Jordan telling you, I would not have had those visions. His creativity with the basketball. You're going to hear lots of sound bites from Hall of Famers, Reggie Miller, Grant Hill. You're just going to hear so many of them go, 1983, Keith Erickson, Chick Hearn, calling that moment, that rock the baby dunk. It blew everybody's top of their heads off. And you're going to hear what that power of creativity did to the, the biggest mouth in basketball, Charles Barkley. Because as a rookie, he joined the 76ers, and there he was in the locker room, Dr. J. That power in creativity is special. No matter what you do for a living, if you can be creative, you now will have the respect, the awe of everybody around you. Plus, you're changing the world. In such a beautiful way. I remember being in medical school. This is going way. This is 40. This is a story from 40 years ago. I'm an orthopedic surgeon. I'm not a kidney specialist. But in medical school, the beauty of it is, is you study everything. From the microbiology, how the cells work. How embryology is. How a human being is actually developing. And then I get to study the brain, the heart, the kidney, the liver. I get to study how everything works. But if you keep your eyes wide open and your ears wide open, and for me, you can tell already listening to the show how the entire body fascinates me of how it works. I'm sitting in this class one day talking about nephrology. Can you imagine how the kidneys work? And they talk about the work of a man named Barry Brenner at Harvard. For years, people who had their kidneys fail, the way you can tell they're in trouble was analyzing their urine. And if there was extra protein in the urine, then the kidney as a filter was not doing its job properly. Whether it's from disease, streptococcus will destroy the kidney and allow it to fail as a filter of your blood, which is in essence what urine is. It's, it's filtered blood. And for years they always said, okay, there's protein in your urine, your, your kidneys are failing. Thinking that literally the, the fabric of the filter, of the membrane in the kidney that filtered the blood, mechanically no longer could filter those proteins the way it should and you saw these proteins now in your urine. It's called the nephrotic syndrome. And I know this is complicated, but it's really not. Just hang in there with me. And I'm sitting there in medical school listening to this lecture because for years everybody figured, okay, you're blowing bigger holes. It's kind of like having, here's a clapper vision, having Hoover Dam, right? It's, it's backing up the water. And you punch holes in the Hoover Dam. Guess what? The water starts to leak through the dam. Well, that's what your kidney is on some level. It's the Hoover Dam with tiny little holes in it. That's how your kidneys work. It filters your blood. 
But if you punch a bunch of big holes because the bricks are rotting out, more water can come through as well as the concrete and the sediment. And that's how you know, uh uh-oh, the dam is failing, the kidney's failing, the nephrotic syndrome. But they never could explain it properly. It didn't make sense. And Barry Brenner, I don't know this guy from a hole in the wall, but he was a kidney specialist, a researcher. He's Julius Irving in medicine. He decides, you know what? When I look at the kidney under the microscope, I don't see bigger holes mechanically. It doesn't make sense that you're telling me you're punching bigger holes in the dam. That's not what's happening. When we look at the kidney under the microscope, the holes are the same. So don't tell me there are holes in the dam that it's allowing for leakage. Here's a creative, brilliant idea. Here's Julius Irving with the basketball. Barry Brenner said, you know what? A magnet, a magnet attracts positive, right? Attracts the negative electrically. Well, you know what happens when you have two electric charges that are the same, two negative charges? Instead of positive, negative attracting, you have two negative charges, they repel. Have you ever seen that with a magnet of the same charge? It repels. That's how those bullet trains work, by the way. There's no wheels. They're hovering because it's a magnet train hovering, repelling. Barry Brenner said, I think it's a failure of the electricity in the, in the kidney. Like, what? Yeah, the filtering works because the, the kidney is actually a negative charge And the proteins are positive, so it attracts them. And that's how the filter works. But electrically, the cell fails. It loses their ability to hold the electric charge. And so all of a sudden, these proteins can come flying through it. It has nothing to do with a mechanical membrane. It's the failure of the electrical current of the kidney. And I'm like sitting there going, oh my God, who could even come up with this idea? That's what it looks like. That's what I want to talk about today. In the world of music, the world of food, the world of art, the world of sports, I know it's crazy to connect kidney disease with Dr. J. But you're about to hear what I'm talking about. Coming up next in our worlds, they're all the same, in my opinion, when you're talking about the power of creativity. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior Show here on 710 ESPN. The number's 877-710-ESPN. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. 
with Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. Dr. Clapper says measure twice, cut once. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. Il Dr. Clapper dice, misura due volte, taglia una sola volta. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. Buckle your seatbelt because we're going to have some fun today. I may be a surgeon, but I'm a surgeon talking to you on the radio every Saturday for 12 years. I'm a sculptor. I'm an inventor. I've authored three books. Creativity is a big part of my life. But you know how much I love the world of art, the world of sports, the world of food. So today's topic is about that power of creativity. And what I mean by power is it makes you awestruck. Julius Irving did something in sports that no one before him ever did. He flew through the air. Creativity with the basketball like nobody else. That creates power, awe. Again, listen to Michael Jordan and the impact Dr. J had on him. The creativity that Michael Jordan saw and everybody wanted to be like Dr. J. They couldn't think of it themselves. He's the originator. Since I was Julius Irving, and, you know, he brought so much creativity to the game. Here comes Julius Irving. You know what's next? You know, the under the hand against the Lakers, where you're behind the basket. We all tried to do it once he did it. What a play by Irving. That's a play that only Julius could make. I guess I would have never had those visions if, if I hadn't seen Dr. J in his time. That's right, Michael. I definitely remember uh, Julius Irving. I was at that, that, that stage, I guess, where I really got into basketball uh, when he was sort of in his prime. Uh, Dr. J, to me, was the NBA. And... Uh, I just remember him dunking on everybody. <laughs> Look out! He's dunk. Oh, doctor! I remember a dunk he had on Michael Cooper. Uh, I think it may have been in the playoffs where he sort of cuffed it and just sort of dunked through him, dunked through him, on him, whatever you want to call it. It's going to be stolen, I think, by the doctor. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rock the baby to sleep and slam dunk. In 1971, Julius Irving, Dr. J, visited Harlem, Rucker Park, I was 14 years old at the time. It was legendary to come to Harlem. The neighborhood went crazy because the greatest was showing up. And they tried to come up with a nickname. Well, I want you to hear the sound bites. But this is his creativity for the very first time on display. They would call him different names, uh, Little Hawk. He went over to the announcer and said, I'm not the Little Hawk. That's Connie Hawk. So then they called him the Claw. Oh, man, the Claw's got the ball going. <laughs> I was like, I'm thinking, I wonder who he's talking about. He's calling me the Claw. I didn't want to be the Claw. They would call him all sorts of names. Oh, what a rebound by Black Moses. Black Moses, what are you talking about? <laughs> he said, if you want to call me anything, call me the doctor. 
So you know they said, well, the doctor is operating tonight. <laughs> All of a sudden, Dr. J, Dr. J, Dr. J. And of all the sound bites I'm going to play for you, you're going to hear Charles Barkley, how intimidated in awe he was of this creativity. But this next soundbite is my favorite, probably one of my favorite soundbites of all time. Because it's a 10-year-old boy, a little boy, who was one of those folks in the trees, on top of the roofs, on that day in 1971. And when I think about it, I was 14, so he's 10. I mean, this could be me. And the announcer asks him, okay, little boy, can you put into words what it is that you're witnessing? What does creativity, the power of creativity, look like to you? You've seen other basketball players. What is it about Dr. J that's made this whole neighborhood come out like no other day? Listen to what this little boy says. Who's your favorite basketball player? Dr. J. Why? All his moves he do. That's why. Behind me, up on the roof, is a school. They were all on the roof. He drew the greatest crowd in the history of the Rucker Pro League. You had people up in the trees, sitting on branches. Everywhere you looked around, there were people. That was Dr. J speaking. But listen to what that little boy said. All the moves he do. That's creativity, and that's its power. So now, big shot, Charles Barkley, Hall of Famer is asked by Ernie Johnson, what was it like? And it may be more sophisticated language that Charles Barkley's using than that little 10-year-old boy. But when you have that power of creativity that Kevin Short has as a painter, that John Severson has as an artist, as a surfer, which you're going to hear his example Or for me, as a young doctor learning about medicine, oh my God, it's powerful. Listen to Charles Barkley. J. Julius Irving, when you come into the league, Doc's in your locker room. Did you approach him uh, and say, hey, I'm Charles Barkley? Did he see you and say, welcome? How did that all work? I've told this story a hundred times and I never get I must not have been listening. I never, I, I, I told the brothers. Uh, just the brothers. Ernie, the night before training camp, I was up all night. I was nervous. Because it was my first training camp, obviously. But the number one thing I thought about the whole night was, how am I going to approach Dr. J? Do I call him Dr. J, Julius, Mr. Irving? I had cold sweat thinking about that. (laughs) That's the power of creativity, being an original in whatever field you're in. And so I'm sitting in the locker room. Because first of all, not only that, Moses, Bobby Jones, Andrew Tony, Maurice Cheeks, like the Sixers, this was their heyday. So I was up like, God, I'm going to see all these guys I've been watching on TV. I don't know what to do. And Doc was clearly at the forefront. And I'm sitting there. I found I, I, I'm in the locker room and I, I said, well, I don't know what to do. And Doc comes over and says, hey, young fella, I'm Doc. And I said, I'm Charles Barkley. 
I can't explain how nervous I was. That's right. You're in awe of this originality, of this creativity. And when you go to the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum, you're going to be in awe of what a man, Kevin Short, can do with a brush and some globs of paint. It's the exact same thing. Bottling that creativity, it's awestruck, awe-inspiring, intimidating. Because, like I said, that's when the Sixers was in their heyday. And seeing Doc and Moses Maurice and Bobby and all those guys, but Doc was the guy. That's, that's one thing you, I always, like, you, you, we'll all have this in common. When we were growing up as little kids, there's very few players the kids say, I'm Dr. J, I'm John Havlicek, I'm Maddie Johnson, I'm Larry Bird. We all got somebody, you know, who we are. And man, Doc was the guy for most people, especially somewhere like me, where we don't have NBA basketball in Alabama. But he made it so, but I, that's the only thing I was nervous about. Mm. And here's Kenny, the Jet Smith. Who would you start your franchise with? With Larry Bird, Magic, and Michael? Well, Dr. J's who you would start your league with. Mm. And he's the guy who could be an ambassador for the league. And he could be a spokesman. And his style of play was infectious. So he created all of those things that those three had. Dr. J was the first league ambassador. Bro really set him apart, especially in his ABA days, coming in, merging into the NBA. But look, I grew up a Laker fan. And in 83, obviously, you know, when Philly played the Lakers, how many of us here, seriously, after that move, when he went baseline and he <laughs> held it, and how many of us went outside and tried to do that? We didn't have the big hands, but we all tried to be like Dr. J. We all tried to sail. We all tried to jump from the free throw line. That's Reggie Miller. This is what originality, creativity does. It's not just dribbling the ball. It's not just shooting. God bless LeBron James. God bless all the players that are just with just tremendous talent. But it's the creativity that Julius Irving brought that, that really still to this day sets him apart. Julius Irving was an incredible shot. Even looking back at it now, and I'm in the NBA and I'm playing and I appreciate even more the stuff that he's done. He played above the rim, he played around the rim, underneath. You know, he did a lot of different things and uh, you have to give the credit to Dr. J. And the doctor, magnificent as usual. Got to come down. There's no way he can stay in the air that long. And he was just in the air. Julius Irving. For Jones with the ball. Finds Julius Irving. Drives to the basket. Goes up and... Oh, what a shot. Listen to the fans. Listen to the fans. You can't put into words, but when you go to that Maritime Museum in Santa Barbara and see Kevin Short's work, you're going to understand the power and creativity. And coming up next, we got a special treat, a special guest calling in who understands the power of creativity like nobody else. Yep, that's right, Tony Danza. I can't wait to talk to my good friend. Coming up next, right here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. 
with Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, L.A.? This is Kobe Bryant. When I see the food, I eat it. Bada-boom. Start your weekend off right, listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. I'm on a light diet. I only eat when it's light out. Bada-boom. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN, 710, home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. I'm so excited to interrupt this show with my good friend and my favorite singer, and I'm so excited to be able to see him this week at the Catalina Jazz Club, the great Tony Danza. Tony, thanks so much for waking up early to be with us. Now, you know, I'm in New York, so it's not that early, right? <laughs> <laughs> Listen, Tony, I want to take advantage of you on the phone because you're show is all about singing in your incredible voice that people need to hear the American standards the power that you get from those original songs that someone needs to be the stem cell someone needs to be the originator of it and then you get inspired by it and I want to I really want to talk to you about where your inspiration comes from but I want to play this soundbite and hear what you hear when you hear Michael Jordan talk about the originality and the word creativity that Julius Irving gave to him. Since I was Julius Irving, and, you know, he brought so much creativity to the game. Here comes Julius Irving. You know what's next? Oh, what a shot by the doctor! You know, the under the hand against the Lakers where you're behind the basket. We all tried to do it once he did it. What a play by Irving! I guess I would have never had those visions if, if I hadn't seen Dr. J in his time. The visions. What do you hear when you hear Michael Jordan giving credit to Dr. J? Well, you know, I grew up with Dr. J, so, uh, you know, I, I know what he's talking about. It. Uh, um, I, you know, I, I really do think, you know, this thing that you speak about all the time, the creativity. I mean, the create, how you bring creativity to your work, mm-hmm. not, only, not only your... Uh, your medicinal, I mean, your, your medical work, but your work on the, on the radio. I mean, I, I really have, what a, what an incredible metamorphosis this has been since you started, Rob. I mean, really, really Thank fun you. to listen to and the way you do it. It's, and there is a certain amount of creativity that has to be involved. And I, you know, I've been doing this, uh, this sort of live act. And, um, and what I try to do is not only do we sing, and uh, we had an unbelievable band and everything else, but we we really try to make a connection with the audience mm. and through the stories I tell and the songs that help the stories to evoke the kind of the kind of connection that people have in common, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff that's relatable, mm. you know. And I talk about my mother and how she turned me on to this music and 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 this music. If you you know the great thing about this music aside from the wonderful melodies of the lyrics, mm. the words these guys wrote. Mm. I mean, like there's a song I sing called, this is my first affair. So please be kind, handle my heart with care. So please be kind. You ready for the next line? The next line is, this is all so grand. My dreams are on parade. Mm. And I, I know what that feels like to have my dreams on parade. Mm-hmm. And so that's something that I think I can, I can connect with people on. So that's the kind of stuff that I love about the, 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 that's what I love about the music. It's amazing because you feel I remember when I saw the graduate for the very first time, 
I went to the movies, big deal. But for the very first time, it wasn't the actor anymore that I that I was feeling. It was the director. What do I know from a director? But I right, could right, feel well, Michael Nichols when I'm well, watching that movie. So when you sing these songs, you you teach us. Yeah, there's the melody. Yeah, there's the singer. But let's pay attention to the poetry, right, in the words. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I got to know Sammy Kahn, the great music, you know, the great lyricist. And he and he's the one who wrote the, the, that line, My Dreams Are On Parade. But I got to know him and watch him do it and, and you know, and, and talk to him about the show, songs. And then, you know, he was the greatest parody writer of all time. So he wrote, he you know, like a price and I had to make a speech. Uh, at some tribute dinner for somebody, he just write the speech into a standard, and Sinatra could sing it. You know, so so he was just this brilliant wordsmith. And to watch these guys, well, you know, there's a guy out there now that I love. His name is Peterson Cotty. Mm-hmm. He's an incredible wordsmith. Mm-hmm. I mean, he, he's one of these guys that writes incredible songs, and uh, he's a piano player. He wrote a, he wrote when he was 18. He wrote a song. He said, and, and in the in the and there was a line in there that said, um, "I want to smell." the roses of our love, the day they bloomed. Mm. And I'm saying, you know, when I was 18, that was not a thought that was in my <laughs> mind. But this kid, you know, this is the kind of wordsmith he is. And it's that, that, again, going back to the creativity of trying to find a way to turn something that's been, you, you've been inspired by, to turn something and make it yours. I don't think I am, I know anybody in my long life who you're just the best at embracing the aging process that you're not intimidated by it. You, you embrace it and you, you look for the nuggets that now you can do that you couldn't do before, as opposed to most people fighting father time, you embrace like what the next chapter is going to be. It's really, where does that come from? That it's like a surfer riding the wave, Tony Danza. You and I know you know. I know you know about that. I, I know, uh, but sure. you're emblematic of that because you don't fight. If you fight the riptide, you're gonna drown. Every surfer knows that the ocean right. is more powerful than you. But if you relax, okay, the riptide will take you where it's gonna take you, and then you can literally walk up the beach. You well, are I- able to. You don't fight the riptide of aging of life. You embrace the next chapter, and it's amazing. I don't think you could sing these songs. 30 years ago in your career, like you can now, there's a depth, right, to, to the, the life that you've lived that allows you to sing these songs now in a beautiful way that you couldn't do before. Well, I think, I think there is, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong, aging's a pain in the ass, let's be honest, you know, it's, you know but, but having said that, there is a certain amount of stuff that you gain from it. Yep. I mean, yep. an incredible amount of wisdom and, and, uh, and maturity, of course, but but an insight into the stuff right. you're doing. Right. And and by the way, it's like anything else. It takes time. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't just start and you're great. You got You have to work at it. Mm-hmm. And, and working at it is how I embrace the next chapter. I really try to work hard. And by the way, you know, Rob, I stay in shape. Yep. You know, I'm, 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 I'm four. I think I'm three pounds lighter than I was for my last fight in 79. Wow. So, wow. <laughs> 1979. So wow. I'm in shape. But and I think that's a part of it. But I I think it's that the time you get you know if you take advantage of the time. I've been so lucky. I've been surrounded by all these brilliant people ever since I I got into taxi and uh, and I'm still you know these 
these people are still such a big part of my life. Yep. And, and, and and so you learn. You If you keep your eyes open, you might learn something. Well, we're all privileged to know you and to, to still see you doing what you're doing because we're all the beneficiaries of it. But to, to live a life in the world of art is, is ageless. And what's really interesting to me, of all the sound bites that I'm playing today about Dr. J with all these stars from Michael Jordan to Magic Johnson to all these guys just worshiping him, what, what's great about art, which is what you do with your life, is, is that when it's good, you can be of any age, of any time in your life and go, okay, that's something special. So I'm going I'm to hear your reaction to this. Listen to this 10-year-old kid in 1971 at Rucker Park, a little kid from the neighborhood, and the announcer says, what is it about Dr. J that's so special to you? Listen to what he says. Who's your favorite basketball player? Dr. J. Why? All his moves he do. That's why. Behind me, up on the roof, is a school. They were all on the roof. He drew the greatest crowd in the history of the Rucker Pro League. You had people up in the trees, sitting on branches. Everywhere you looked around, there were people. Well, I'm going to be one of those people in the crowd, not watching Dr. J, but watching Tony Danza this week at the Catalina Jazz Club because of all those moves you do. How do you like that? <laughs> That's, you know, I, you know I, I was thinking back. I remember Dr. J from the ABA with that crazy ball. Remember? That's right. I mean, this is how far. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're all going to be supporting you because you're special. We're blessed to know you, and thanks so much for joining us this morning, Tony. I well, can't Robbie, wait to see you later. Thanks for the time, kiddo. Keep punching and keep your chin down. <laughs> All right, bud. Love you. Talk All to right. you later. Okay. The great Tony Danza. Wow, what a treat that was, Rebecca and Tyler, huh? There you go. All right, the number is 877-710-ESPN. Don't forget, we got to do some clap revision. I want to talk about the Chargers cornerback, J.C. Jackson. He tore his patella tendon. What exactly is that? Well, here's a hint. It's a lot like towing a boat on a trailer, that knob that attaches to the bumper. Think about that. That's your kneecap. And I'll explain as a clapper vision. But I want to do it with the Weekend Warriors well. The number is 877-710-ESPN. You're listening to the one and only Weekend Warrior show here on 710 ESPN. Check this out. Weekend Warrior is on the air. From the epicenter of sports in the Southland. ESPN LA 7710. With Dr. Robert Clapper, board-certified orthopedic surgeon at Cedars-Sinai Health Associates. What's going on, LA? This is Kobe Bryant. You're not going to leave me alone, are you? Start your weekend off right. Listening to the Weekend Warrior Show with Dr. Clapper. The Grand Poobah. The Big Kahuna. Every Saturday morning from 7 to 9 a.m. on ESPN 710 home of your Los Angeles Lakers. Welcome back, Weekend Warriors. That's the music of the sandals from the movie in my top five of all movies, The Endless Summer. You ever meet a strange person you want to ramp up who that person is at a party, a dinner, 
Just ask him, what are your top five movies of all time? By the third movie, you're going to know everything about that person. Well, if you ask me, in my top five, there's The Endless Summer. So you know a little bit about me already, that I love surfing. There you go. What a treat to have Tony Danza. I think there's still tickets, although I don't know, but don't want to miss it. Treat yourself. Go this week and see him at the Catalina Jazz Club. All right, the lines are lit up. I really want to get into more of the topic, but I'm going to put it on hold, and I want to do some Clapper vision as well. So let's go to Joe in Long Beach. You're on with Dr. Clapper. How can I help? Hey, Joe. Uh, I'm sorry, Dr. Clapper. You asked me to call you when I got my MRI of my left knee. Good. You got it in front of you? I do. Go to the impressions. Read it slowly so I can interrupt you with Clapper vision. And remind me again how old you are, what you do for a living. I'm 63. I'm an attorney. Okay. Well, I'm going to help you anyway. So here we go. (laughs) (laughs) Number one, horizontal cleavage tear. Okay. So I'll stop you right there. Okay. The meniscus is a clap revision. The meniscus is a rubber cushion in your knee. It's the same material your ear and your nose is made of. It's rubbery. It's called fibrocartilage. And the clap revision is it's like a slice of apple pie. Now, when a meniscus, when the cushion tears, particularly in a 63-year-old, but in all meniscus, even if you're 23, it either could tear vertically, so it's like taking your fork and going from the, the, the top of the slice of apple pie through the apples into the crust on the bottom, vertical. The meniscus can tear horizontal or diagonally. You take your fork and you, as an angle, go through the top of the slice through the apples into the bottom of the crust. So a diagonal or better known as an oblique tear. But it also can be like you have, a horizontal tear. That's like as though you took the fork to eat that, oh, the best apple pie. Probably, I would say, is the apple pan. But anyway, if you took the, the fork and went through the slice, through the apples only, you didn't go through the bottom crust, you didn't go through the top, You went horizontally through the apples. That's a horizontal tear. And guess what? That tear occurs from aging, altacocoritis, because you're not 23. We don't really see horizontal tears in 20-year-olds. We see it all the time in 60-year-olds. And everybody has to calm down and tell you to leave it alone because that is a decaying, a degenerative type of tear. As long as you can fully straighten and fully bend your knee, I'm going to be my opinion, okay? Everybody's entitled to their own opinion, but remember, I'm a surgeon. I don't get paid to talk to you. I only get paid to operate on you, and many surgeons will take that in for, oh, you got a meniscus tear. Come on, let's go operate on you. No. A horizontal tear in a 63-year-old who still has full motion of their leg, leave it alone. Blisters hurt. You keep rubbing them, it becomes a callus. So number one, no cortisone shots, no needles, no stem cells for $10,000. Number one of your report, we're leaving it alone. Go ahead. Keep reading. Okay, this is still part of number one now. Mm-hmm. Lateral meniscus extending from the posterior root to the body in junction of anterior horn. Great. That's so that's the- telling us the tear horizontal is going from the crust, the end of the pie, into the middle portion of the pie, not all the way to the tip. 
So that's just the location it's described, which is very important, by the way, because the blood supply to the meniscus is very rich at the crust. It's horrible as a blood supply for healing at the tip. Go ahead. Keep going. Okay, number two, small areas of grade grade three chondrosis. Okay, so here's another clapper vision. You not only have a crack in the brake pad of your car squeaking your brakes, but you now have started to crack the rotor. You don't just have a little linoleum scratched in your kitchen floor. We're starting to see the plywood underneath. So I would say... Even though your meniscus is not terrific, it's injured, it's not 100% perfect, but at least it's a cushion. And if you let that surgeon touch that horizontal tear, which they're all going to want to do except me, you will faster erode the linoleum and see more plywood and end up needing a knee replacement. So another reason, you don't just have a meniscus tear, you've got arthritis. You don't just have the linoleum, you've got damage in the wood underneath. Go ahead. Okay, continuing number two, chondrosis of the posterior weight-bearing surface. Ah, so there you go. Another piece of information. The location is in a critical area. Yeah, you can have a blister, but or you know, I can have a black and blue mark on my forearm, which I've had my whole life. You get that same black and blue mark, benign, it's not cancer, on the lens of my eye, I'm blind. Just like real estate. Medicine, location, location, location. You have your damage in an area of the weight-bearing. That's why it hurts. It's not in an area that's not seeing any stress or weight-bearing. All the more reason you're in pain. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, Chondrosis of the posterior weight-bearing surface of the lateral femoral condyle and lateral tibial plateau. Right, so that's a kissing lesion. So where the two bones, the femur, the thigh bone, meets the shin bone, the tibia, they have blisters on them. So it's exquisitely painful, but blisters can become calluses. There's a book I wrote with Lindy Yui, Heal Your Knees. You need to get a copy to learn how to do the pool and the bike and the right kind of exercises. Go ahead. Okay, number three, mild lateral patellar tilt. Good. Thank God. The word mild is always a good word when you talk in medicine. So this is, uh, this is an abnormality that is um, it's kind of like they always ask you when you, want, when you uh, rotate your tires, do you want the alignment done? You know, you should always say yes, but you don't have to. So this is an alignment thing. Yeah, in the long run, it will uh, it'll lead to excessive wear, but mild's a great word, so don't worry about that. Go ahead. Uh, those are the three impressions. There you go. So my advice to you, as long as you can fully straighten and bend your knee, you're 63 years old, you have early arthritis. Forget the meniscus tear uh, conversation because you, I don't want you to talk to me about the brake pad if the rotor's already cracked. So you need to learn how to make your quad, your hamstring, your calf muscles stronger. How do you do that? Monday, Wednesday, Friday, half an hour, belly button, high water, walk forwards, backwards in a pool. Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, buy yourself a birthday present. You don't need a Peloton. Buy yourself a Schwinn spinning bike. Half an hour, ride the bike. Alternate days, Monday, Wednesday, Friday, the pool. Tuesday, Thursday, um, Saturday, the bike. Do not do treadmill, lunges, squats, stair machines, weights. Stay away from that. This will get you better. It's not going to be in a week or two. Calm down. Two months, three months, six months into it. I promise you. 
You're going to feel better than you do now, and you will avoid surgery, okay? Okay, Doc, that's fantastic. Now listen, you're a total stranger to me. I want you today to find a total stranger. Go do something nice for them. That's how you'll be thanking me, all right? Okay, Doc, thank you very much. God bless you. God bless you. Appreciate it. All right, Warriors. Wow. I'm just loving this topic because that's what my life is really all about. That awe, that creativity, that power that you get from it by being an original. I mean, just think about it. Can you put, imagine putting together a band and you go, and by the way, we're not going to sing. We're just going to get so good at our instruments and have that do all the talking. Come on, if this doesn't get you That's right. Now, the fact that you can visualize that wave, the fact that you can now visualize those Hawaiians, those Polynesians, the greatest, paddling that outrigger canoe in the sunlight with the blue sky and the whiteness of the white water as the wave is breaking. We all know what I'm talking about because we all know about Hawaii Five-0. Well, guess what? At 8.15, we're going to talk to a man who can take a brush and take paints and take a blank canvas and blow your mind, show you something about water and sunlight that a photograph can't even do. It's magic to see it, and it's awe-inspiring. And I got to be honest with you, I met Kevin Short, the painter, the one I'm talking about, whose 30 paintings of his are on display now at the Santa Barbara Maritime Museum. I got to meet him on Monday, and it was, it's awe-inspiring. I can't believe I'm shaking the hand of a man who can do that with his hands, making the light shimmering on the water, just like Claude Monet painted the same haystacks, but he painted it in the morning, and the light of the morning sunrise is different than when he painted it in the afternoon, and then Claude Monet painted those same haystacks in the evening as sun was going down. Same haystacks, but they're entirely different paintings. How do you do that? The light is so different in different times of day. He then painted it in the summer, the fall, the spring, and the winter. It's sunlight. That's what Kevin Short is a master at, painting sunlight. But he can do it different than everyone else because he surfs. And coming up next, you're going to hear about another painter, artist, John Severson, who started Surfer Magazine, but a very similar story. We'll get into it. Coming up next, right here on the Weekend Warrior Show on 710 ESPN.